Getting some snacks backstage. Post show. Nice uh, candy for us. Keep the sugar high going along. Yes, sir. Way too short of a set, but glad I got to see you guys for the Thank first you. time ever. And self-help fest, a, a, a festival with a purpose behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 20 minutes is super weird for a set, to be honest. And you get on there, you're like, hey, hello, okay, goodbye. <laughs> nice to get you into it. I gotta go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this festival's fucking great, and it's got a great message behind it, which I think everybody can back, so... Is that the dream of, like, every band to have your own festival one day like this? I don't think my dreams have gotten that far. <laughs> Let's talk about Too Far Gone, the new album, and, and recorded while you guys were a little too far gone, too. A little bit. Uh, we definitely, yeah, towards the end of it. Definitely, uh... Before before the album went a little too far with uh, certain substances, <laughs> we found our way back right before we started recording it, so it helped out that we were in a nice, clear headspace for the actual process. But a lot of the writing going on during that time or influence that time. It began before the record was like a thing. You know, we were just going down this rabbit hole of bad decisions, you know, and it really started to take a toll on our lives, you know, and eventually, you know, it led to us singing about some stuff that, you know, we actually knew we were talking about you know which i think is super pivotal to the way the album turned out one to get your take especially getting to talk to the singer always good to get a little behind the music i guess we'll start with kind of what we were talking about the album opener and the title of the album too far gone too far gone was definitely uh it was pretty self-explanatory it was just us being like look we've done this bigger and harder than everyone we know it was also kind of like this song where we um we realized we had kind of lost a few opportunities here and there because of of the way we presented ourselves like so honestly with what we were doing while other bands were maybe more tactful and, and hid their darker side from the public. Here we are being genuine and honest about what we're doing and everyone else does it but as long as they keep it under wraps and everyone's like oh no no they're sweet boys and it's like we got labeled this mistake band that just kept pushing our limits too far like oh I don't know about those Kane Hill boys. It's like everyone else is like us man. It's just we're super out in the open. <laughs> Love it, man. And uh, how about Lord of Flies? Lord of Flies is just the people you welcome into your life that um, you misplace your trust in. How everyone kind of has that darker side where they become very selfish and, and some people are more selfish than others and are willing to go out of their way to, to hurt you. And um, that's why you're calling them the Lord of Flies. They come off as this really, really sweet, genuine person who cares about your life. And in the end, they end up being the one that's stabbing you in the back first. How about It Follows? It Follows is kind of about that entire time period that we were going off the rails and the chaos and mistakes and, and, and the trouble that literally followed us throughout that entire process. We were making bad decisions, man. Like, we were getting, like, uh, uh, kicked out of hotel rooms for, like, just trashing them. Um, you know, we had all these, like, extra bills from just breaking stuff. <laughs> um, we were breaking bottles and, and mic stands on stage, you know, just out of, like... I don't know, man. Like, it's it's too rock and roll sometimes, you know. It just got to that point, you know, between the alcohol and everything else, you know. It, it just got... We were too far gone, you know, honestly. It all leads back to that. One of my favorite jams, the one that I keep waking up to in my head, and I hope you do a radio edit for it, is Why. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why is my personal favorite. I think it's one of James's favorites as well. Um, that one is kind of just about me and him specifically. Uh, James was going through this very low point where he was in the end of a relationship with 
someone and it was a very toxic ending and then I on the other hand was in the middle of beginning a really healthy relationship which was my first one that I've ever had that's healthy so it was the juxtaposition of, of just like absolute bliss and, and the destruction on the other side and, and kind of how those relationships like form and build and, and how it feels to like be begging for something whether you're begging for it because you lost it or you're begging for it because it's in your life and you want it then um, it's um, just it's, it's kind of maybe our first ever love love song I don't really want to use that term but <laughs> it's like it's a, it's a romance one thing uh, I always talk about on the radio and curious for you guys if you have one but I miss movie soundtracks like killer movie soundtracks like they used to have back in the day where you had that like marriage of music and movies kind of coming together and curious if you have a old movie soundtrack they used to jam back in the day I gotta think about it. I know there's video game soundtracks uh, Same. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 is the only reason I started listening to like ACDC and shit like that like Floggy Marley I still go back to that soundtrack <laughs> like that was one of the most killer soundtracks I've ever heard in my entire All life Theft Autos uh, growing up especially San Andreas like exposed me to all kinds of music you know because they only pick like hits for their little like radio right. stations in game uh, NCAA football 2009 maybe I has got some speed, Michigan like, player on stuff. it yeah like they, those all had like great okay, like punk and rock and like Chevelle the Clash like all kind of mixed an into each other an actual movie though an actual movie was probably Too Fast Too Furious I did get that I did get <laughs> what was on that one Oh, like Ludacris, Ashness, like, was uh, no, I don't think he was. He was on uh, There was all kinds of, like, random rappers that were, like, weren't very, very big, um, but it was cool, you know, lots of jams on there. Uh, it's all goofy stuff. They're all about, like, cars and whatnot, but it's, it's sick. Yeah, I, I did buy that. <laughs> Those are those are tight, man. I like it when they did like the movies, like you know, like Linkin Park and Transformers and mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, like yeah. when they do that, like big budget thing. But I wish Tarzan, Phil Collins, man. <laughs> you can't even tell me that's not one of the most jammiest soundtracks ever. If you want emotions, hit up Phil. <laughs> I was thinking more in the rock realm, kind of. But I can't yeah. even. I can't. This one's better than the rock one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get your guys' take on. Uh, Sadly, they just announced the other day the final Warp Tour. You guys are Warp Tour alum. Talk to me about that experience and your thoughts on it going away. Uh, going into Warp Tour, it, it was very difficult. Uh, I mean, that's a it's a hard tour. It's one of the tours that you have to work the hardest on to get the most out of it. So it's exhausting. And while you're doing it, you're like, God damn it, it's so hot. I'm tired. When we got out of it, we look back on it as, as a really good experience because it, it garnered such a, a strange fan base. I don't think we would have gotten otherwise. Um, yeah, even we playing. Had, we have plenty of fans who are like, oh, I saw you on Warped yeah, and nowhere else. You yeah. know, so uh, it definitely worked out. Like it was hard doing it. You know, and after it was all said and done, and you're looking back and you're not exhausted anymore, you're like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> it really is like boot camp, though, right? With the oh, rotating set absolutely. times and everything. It, it puts you through a loop. You become a better band after it, there's no doubt yeah, about it. Like it, 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 it definitely so makes you a better band. It, it, it is a shame that it's if going away. You push your gear every day, it makes you a better band. So. I, think, I think it going away and, and, it, and it being on its last national run is going to open a lot up for summer touring, though. Um, all these bands will be able to have their own tours instead of like kind of banking on this one massive tour coming in in the heat where everyone gets 30 minute sets it's like right. uh, it'll turn into like a normal touring season and then maybe something else will pop up and Warped Tour had a 
20 plus year run it, it, it was amazing and it's it's played its part absolutely yeah. and as everything's shifting in the music industry I mean, maybe it's time for something new to come in and, and kind of shake things up do you guys have a favorite band like that you discovered on Warped Tour when you were on, or 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 maybe going as a fan? Did you ever go as a kid? Beforehand? I didn't. No, it never came to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Palais Royale was a band I didn't expect to like. They became our good friends, and I, I genuinely love them because they um, they are their music. It's it's a group of guys that put 110% into being and living the the music that they create it's very genuine one other thing that's going away this year that that I'm super even more bummed about Warp Tour I wanted to get your guys thoughts on but Slayer calling it a career yeah again I think that's something that has done what it needed to do and ran its course and I I bet money this is not the last time they're playing <laughs> they're music. gonna follow up in the tradition uh, of Kiss and Scorpions yeah, the, and everybody else this is our farewell tour part six yeah you know, um, Ozzy's even doing his second yeah. round of farewell uh, tours no more tears again <laughs> no more tours to Oh, this last tour that they're doing is huge, though. But again, I think that creates a, a vacuum that will be filled by new bands and new experiences and, and something that will shake up the system again. Because as it is, when you look at headlining festivals and festivals' headliners, it's all epic old bands. There's nothing new coming up that's able to take that place because right. those still exist. So people don't have to search for anything new to go see or something new to listen to because their bands are still there. Having these epic older bands finally disband, I think it's going to give a solid push for people to have to find new music through younger bands and open the rock and metal world to like pass a torch. Yeah. yeah pass <laughs> the damn torch. So let me get your guys' opinion on this. So like Slayer part of the big four, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer is a big four. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking of like kinda like the next generation and the next movement in rock music and came up with the flannel five. <laughs> The flannel five. So this is Nirvana, Pearl Jam, STP, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Those are all my favorite bands. I love those bands. If that tour physically could happen, since seeing as so many of them died the classic flannel death, man. Who would be your number one off of that list? Alice. Alice. Alice Alice, Alice easily. They were the best at it, uh, hands down. Everyone. Tried, tried to do what they were doing, yeah. you know, and only they could do it. I got into Nirvana you know. first, but when you move from Nirvana to Alice, you're like, there's songwriting. They're all unique. They're all, you know, different, but, you know, Alice was like the heavy one, yeah. you know? like The, the, the evil one. I forgot it filled that too. hole, you know? Like, Eddie, know. Eddie Vedder and Lane Staley, man, they're the only reasons I've sing. Really? Yeah. I remember one day, it was in, early in our career, this is a sidetrack, James was, uh, I was flaking and slacking as a vocalist, and James looked at me in dead serious, like, you need a real vocal idol, not Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and then turn around like three years later, this dude's jamming the Pearl Jam in the van as we drive. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I told you, you he was him. good. Yeah. Alice in Chains is number one for both of you, right? Yeah. yeah. So then what's your, your Alice in Chains jam? Uh, the one I listened to the most would probably, probably be Rotten Apple off that... Uh, I think this. I think the CD's called or Jar of Flies. Yeah, okay. Rotten Apple off Jar of Flies. The first track. That one's so good. I love. You know, I love a lot of their tracks. But that one's really cool. Uh, a deep cut would probably be like. Um, well, I think that's more the deep cut. Give me one of the ones on the radio here. On oh, the okay, radio. one on the radio. Okay. <laughs> um, them bones probably. Them bones. Yeah, I love the solo. I love playing that song. I love. You know, it's really cool. How about for you? 
Uh, deep cuts probably it's gonna rain when I die. Yeah, okay. It's just really eerily prophetic. And it's like, D- it did rain when you fucking did. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you're so good. He called it. Um, and then Radio Jam. Uh, so many. Wood, Brewster. For man. sure, Wood. So yeah, Wood's always been just the, just the ending part alone. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that, I saw them a couple of years ago at the Fox Theater in Pomona, and just like they tore the roof off with that. Everyone just singing word for word their their guts out. It was, oh, yeah. it was great. They're just such a good band. They've inspired us so much, you know, just the way they sing along and the way the riffs are so iconic. The, you know, the it's, eerie depression that they package in such a, a a tangible way. I mean, like when 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 they're singing about their woes. Like, it, you feel it more than I feel it with many other bands. Like, mm-hmm. they're very much, to me, like, in that realm of blues where you just sit around and you're like, man, I can feel you <laughs> on this. Yeah, for sure, man. Let me get you guys with one more, one more same category, taking it from the Flannel 5, calling it the New Metal 6-Pack. Okay. Righteous. So we're talking uh, Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, Rage, Corn, Slipknot, Disturbed. <laughs> disturbed really uh, they're so <laughs> unbelievably That's good that influences me and I'm gonna for it again like it's sing-along and it's iconic it's really they're a great band uh is literally just the Metallica ca right? In a vocal form. The man is a genius. Yeah, all the pieces are there. It's great. It's great. So same thing, give me the the deep cut and the hit. Oh man, deep cut. Uh probably probably be track one off their first record. Uh, I don't know the name of it. And uh, the hit Sickness, bro. Yeah. <laughs> How about for you? Honestly, the deep cut that I love that they do the most is is the sound of silence. Really? That's one of the best covers I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, When it came on the radio the first time, it was on the pop station, and Mm. I thought that was the weirdest thing. But yeah, amazing. I watched him uh, on a late show do it live, and it was still flawless. Um, And then hit is 10,000 Fists. I, because the beginning. we fucking saw him at Rock on the Range walk out to a crowd of 10,000 fists. And I was like, this is single handedly the best thing. I I've was ever in seen. the line for the bathroom and he was behind me. And I was like, uh, um, he was like, uh, he was like talking about how awful the bathroom was because it was. And I was <laughs> like, and I, I didn't, I didn't turn around. I was just like, yeah, the one at Rock Am was way better. And I uh, turn around, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's Dave Draymond. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like we start talking. He was like, oh, you're at Rock Am? I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like my band is like infinitely smaller than yours. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Did you, did you drop the name and everything? And nah, to- nah, nah, nah. We, I was just casual. <laughs> everybody poops like the book, right? Yeah, everybody poops, man. It's a sad reality, women. <laughs> one other, one other. Since we're talking about influences, one other uh, cat that kind of strikes me, and I hear in your music somehow, and not in every track, but there's some, some swampy, sticky Manson vibe I get from you sometimes. I don't know. That's fine, man. I've never. Um, I don't know if this is like a negative thing to say. It's, it, it's not to me. I, I never really listened to that much Manson. Huh. Um, I respect Manson. I think he's a crazy artist. Um, I never really got into the new metal in general thing, except honestly, Disturbed. Disturbed, Disturbed was, like was it. that band for me. And Rage, because my brother got me into them when I was young. 
Are you done with Prophets of Rage too? Are you feeling that? I haven't listened to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we get stuck on our ways, man. We listen to just like a bunch of classic uh, thrash and metal, and like I listen to a lot of '90s alt and grunge all the time, and I never really. I'm really bad at exploring new music. Like I am exactly the person I hate. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've been working on it. I've been trying to find new artists here and there, and I think I'm doing an okay job. Awesome, man. And one last thing, uh, just to talk a little hometown. Are you guys Saints fans, being from New Orleans? I am a bandwagon Saints fan. When they're doing well, I'm happy. And our TM's shaking his head. He's the biggest He's Saints, the Saints fan, fan in the entire van. <laughs> yeah, we watched them lose that playoff, and it, it, was, it was a rough moment for him. <laughs> I want to go to New Orleans. That's one thing, like, getting older, got to travel. You guys are lucky you get to travel the world, although you don't always get to see it. But Not much, but, yeah, yeah. you get to so, go. Next year, uh, I'm I'm making it out to New Orleans. Where do I need to go? Uh, Frenchman Street's really cool. I don't know if you like to drink. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, okay, so it's a good city for you then. Perfect. Um, French Quarter is disgusting, but you're going to go see it because you have to. It right. makes sense. Uh, but if you go... Down the road into Frenchman, it's like a very local version of Bourbon Street where there's a lot of local jazz and blues being played. There's always croners doing weird covers that don't make any sense. You know, it's like a very nice vibe. Um, and then I would recommend going to the New Orleans, uh, the, the Museum of Art, Noma. Okay. Um, it's really cool. I don't know if you like to get like super like artsy, but they are, they have this top floor in case you hate art where it's all ancient artifacts of, like, Japanese samurai and, like, uh, old African tribes. It's, it's really cool. Very cool. Any any recommendations from you where to go? Dat Dog. Get you some food, bro. Yeah? That's <laughs> yeah. the spot? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's hot dogs of all kinds of different meats, like alligator, duck sausage, uh, crawfish sausage. There's this place called Giacomo's. It's really, really good, too. They, uh... A lot of people serve like rolls and stuff at the table. They serve like endless cornbread, and it's like the best cornbread you ever had in your entire life, like times infinity. So, ninety percent of what you need to do is just eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Guys, po boys. They used to work there. We made the best po boys in the damn city. I that was my life. next question for you. So yeah. Guys, po boys. Guys, po boys on Magazine okay. Street. Tell Marv I sent you. You won't remember me. <laughs> Fiorello's too. They got the best. Yeah, chicken. Fiorello's. Our basis. Uh, his family owns a chicken place called like Fiorello's. Is it Fiorello's Chicken? Yeah, something like that. And uh, it's over in like Gentilly. If you make it out that way, it's the best fried chicken in the city. And so good. We can we so can good. attest to that. Is there a good like rock bar like? Nah. Metal bar, nothing, nah. nothing, nothing, nothing nah, like that. It's a rap city. Okay. <laughs> Any craft breweries or anything like that? Uh, Abita, Abita Brewery. It's a, oh, it's okay. across the yeah, lake. Yeah. Um, some of the best beer in the world, in my opinion. Um, they do that then, purple haze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then they've got Nola Brewery, which is in the city, obviously, and they've got a bunch of good stuff that's been coming out recently. Yeah. All right. So you're a craft beer fan, obviously. I was. I don't drink anymore. Oh, giving it yeah. up for yeah. that forever. But also, mostly I drink Miller Lite, so whatever. Okay. <laughs> that's that's my poor man's beer, actually. If it, that's if my rich man's beer. <laughs> if I'm just drinking something domestic, that's what it is. Well, guys, thanks so much for the time.